Comrades, welcome to episode, and I forgot again, 22. Um, first English episode with the brand new branding. As you can see, Shield has, uh, has done his magic, and um, it, looks, uh, it looks amazing. All our platforms now have a uniform color coding, um, banners where applicable, and new avatars. It's, uh, it's astounding. On, on today's episode, um, we're going to have a look at uh, Martin Hargreaves. He's going to have a talk tomorrow on a digital euro to discuss the fungibility and the interoperability of that. That's on July 7th. We're going to have a look at that, what that's going to entail. Um, Tokenizer posted a tweet on Oracle. Um, they posted some stuff. We're going to have a look at that. And the Digital Pound Foundation um, issues a financial stability report. Sorry, the Bank of England did. And... Digital Pound Foundation tweeted on that. So we're going to have a stab at that as well. Tim, how's life? Uh, pretty busy. <laughs> Lots of stuff to do. Um, yeah. And I forgot I had other appointments. So uh, now we're doing an emergency uh, coffee show on Wednesday evening. Yeah. But uh, besides of that, everything is fine, I guess. Uh, really loving the new style, the new design. Uh, our new designer has done an amazing job, as you can see. Yeah. Uh, it's brand new. It looks really lovely. So uh, that's giving me a lot of energy, um, which I don't really feel this night. But we'll see uh, <laughs> how we'll be doing. How are you, Jarno? You, you you just came back. You, you are like 180 degrees different than I am at the moment. You you yeah. I, you I, have I, a lot I, of energy. You were in some kind of a secret meeting. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I was having a meeting. What the project come in? And um, getting a lot of energy for that. It's also draining a lot of energy. Had another busy day uh, with the kids. Um, just a lot of balls to keep up in the air. But um, a little bit tired, but really excited for a lot of stuff that's uh, that's coming up. And I'm uh, eager to uh, to record this show. Um, so yeah, let's um, let's start to say that there's not a lot that has been happening the last. No. Uh, the, the last week crypto markets seem to be picking up a little bit could be the dead cat bounce um who knows think? i i don't know i have no clue i don't even know what it means i know there's all these these hype things that, are, that keep being said i know people are scattered of their minds i'm hearing more and more people getting out of the the risk on um people selling their wallets expecting uh, a lot of volatility in July on earnings and on um, on the Fed and a bunch of other things. They think there's going to be a recession that that's going to be announced formally and they expect a potential dump. Um, I'm not so sure. I think that the opposite could very well be happening. Obviously, not financial advice. But um, when, when, when the cat is literally out of the bag and somebody with authority says the cat is out of the bag, i.e. Uh, we're in a recession, um, could potentially even rally crypto. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. Um, we'll see. I'm still fully invested. Um, I did make yeah. some tra made some trades. I uh, I got back in, uh, in 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 some positions that I that I sold some of my shit coins that I talked about a couple of episodes back. Um, one of them was Elpool. Added a bunch of that, and I got some some Merit Circle back. I think Merit Circle. Yeah, they are tied to Eden Horde NFT, oh. and they're tied to some uh, some other social platforms. Um, could be interesting. I don't know. Got a moon bag. 
were like really cheap right now, as most things yeah. are. And uh, I felt uh, felt frisky, thought I'd take a gamble. So who cares? Um, but yeah, so again, I, I'm I'm still fully in quant for as as, as much as uh, as possible, like well over ninety nine percent. Got some shit coins for fun, and um, what I'm seeing in quant, and there was a discussion today in the Quanfi Lounge. Um, there's a lot of new wallets being added for QNT. We added well over. 20% more wallets in the last six months, something like that, some some crazy number, and and well over 2k in the last week and a half, I believe, um, which is an astounding number. And yeah, let's, all- actually, this is something we should address in the intro. Let, let's look at it. I, I think uh, this is a very interesting thing. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. I am looking it up. Um. What is interesting is that when, when when those things happen, obviously, then you get the rationale. People come and point out that it is most likely people are leaving the exchanges. That's what I talked about with the fear. People are scared of their minds. Um, what, what Voyager? Hasn't well, Voyager? I mean, I, I didn't really follow the, the crypto market today, but I, I read something about Voyager filing for chapter 11 bankruptcy something yeah. like that yeah they did i saw some notifications yeah. of that but not going well, to provide a source can be bothered to look it up that that is that's kind of shocking i remember i don't know a year ago or something i thought you was this huge exchange uh, or crypto company that was about to take over europe or was doing well in europe i don't need gilbert actually wrote in telegram we need and, and this is paraphrasing we we need um, up, uh, institutional trusted partners like Voyager, Bitstamp, Coinbase, um, and and Voyager was explicitly named, uh, which is interesting. Now, what I read was that Voyager actually um, filed for bankruptcy. Um, they, they got necked by overexposure to. AC3 and and something else, so it was all a, a domino from UST actually what? dying, something like that. Like I said, don't quote me on that. I can't be bothered to look it up right now. Um, what we were talking about was this. So we have the daily holders, and as you can see here, from the 27th of June, there we had a minus 358. And from then on, the numbers are plus 95, 194, 243, 206, 594, 434, 279, 223, and 295. So that's like an average of roughly 300 it's uh, minus 1,063, then plus 1688, 753, 1372, 382, and then since July 6th, or the week of July 6th, um, we added 2,273 wallets. Um, and it should be noted that's a minus 1,060 something. Yeah. Uh, that's a bug. That's usually a glitch. Uh, the the tracker that we use it glitches a lot. Eighth and then, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. 
and then uh the one day it goes minus and the other day uh it goes into plus so yeah it doesn't really matter what anyways is... it's, it's like a hockey stick it's going up and yeah. whatever the reason is uh it's a good sign i think yeah and mm-hmm. and, and like i said then the then the bears come uh, come out of play again because no that's just people uh, leaving the exchanges and uh, getting into uh, their new uh, cold wallets uh, when I asked for evidence, um, I was told to kind of go fuck myself, to put it uh, short, um, that I should do the research myself. I'm like, dude, you're coming with this news. You are talking about that these are just people leaving exchanges and putting it to cold wallets. But, put your put your money where your mouth is. It's pretty easy uh, to do the research. Check the wallets. And even when uh, it are people, what it means that people are leaving the exchanges. Um, that still means they apparently have the fate to hold Q and T and put it on a cold storage. Uh, so, like how would that be a bearish argument? I don't really get it. Well, I, I find it a bearish argument. I think it's uh, it, it, it's denying that there are new holders coming to the table. Because no, there's not. It's not new holders because people say, "Oh, we added twenty two hundred wallets this week." No, it's not new holders. It's people fleeing the exchanges. And uh, I think... Uh, Regardless, um, I don't think it's bearish. Okay. Because it means if you put something in cold storage, it usually means that you have long-term faith. Uh, that's fair. You, you, you don't put something in gold storage because you need to sell your groceries next week. No, I don't, because no, you fair. might want to use the mighty Uniswap yep. and uh, the mighty I... Ethereum network. Right? Yeah, I, you, you, you're not doing that. You usually put something in cold storage and forget about it and yeah. check in 2025. Yeah, agreed. So it could be that, could be utility, could be a lot of things. Like I said, I haven't done the legwork. I could, but it, it just takes so much time. Um, and there are people that love doing that, and I hate it, to be frank. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, uh, how that evolves and if this growth uh, persists or not. Um, and the thing is, you you can look at it for hours, but you still don't know what will cause it. <laughs> you're none the wiser, regardless. Yeah, you, yeah, you're still speculating left or right. There are more interesting things to do. However, there are some very cool community members like Sebastian and a Hungarian really put out all the work to track it, and they, they actually do very useful work, but just tracking those individual wallets i don't know the, I, I must say though i mean i do remember that that like a year ago everything is a year ago it feels like <laughs> what happened what happened in the meantime like the, the community went from something that that was ambitious to a bunch of people crying in in, in the core, dark corners of telegram not all of us but some of us yeah. Anyway, there was this 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 graph and this chart. I don't know. At least there was a figure where they kind of inventorized how the wallets were being divided. So mm, how many wallets contained like exactly the distribution? Mm-hmm. So how many wallets had like one Q and T, ten, uh, fifty, one hundred, uh, two hundred, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would be really curious to see how such a division would. would such a distribution, I mean, uh, would play out nowadays as we see an increasing amount of wallets coming in. And also, we know, I think it was Hungarian who said it somewhere in a chat, I don't really remember, was that that we basically added 
since all-time high, we, we kind of added an equal, more than actually we added more wallets than during the entire $40 stablecoin meme. Yeah, and that was uh, obviously market also because it's, Yeah, obviously also because that was a shorter period, but we, we well, did... it was four months. Yeah, okay, but... No, but I, I agree. So, so, so there is there is stuff happening on chain at least. There's activity. Um, there's no no pertinent decline. Um, yeah, we definitely aren't that. <laughs> yeah, so. not at all. So, what you guys see right now on the screen is our beautiful new branding. You see the same banner as we have on the YouTube. Um, lovely new avatar. Uh, everything in the same style. There's still some old. Uh, stuff around still but if you're going to look at the youtube channel you're going to see that all the thumbnails have also been have become uniform uh episode numbers obviously are different and in the future we're going to keep on doing that unless we're going to have specials um then we're going to have custom thumbnails for that so you can recognize them easily um as for the fa you see before you a tweet by quant network reading tomorrow Martin joins the Digital Pound Foundation and the Digital Euro to discuss fungibility and interoperability in the digital money ecosystem. Hashtag future of finance today, hashtag paytech, CBDCs, and hashtag stable coins. Um, I love the fact that they restrict comments to only people that they follow themselves or mention. Oh, it um, is lovely. It is absolutely lovely. Uh, uh, they should have done that much earlier. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, oh, people yeah. from embarrassing themselves. It is amazing. Uh, okay. So what are we looking at? This is the Digital Pound Foundation website. I, for some reason, have an unsecured .https. I don't know why. Tim, uh, Tim's website does work properly, um, but I'm taking one for the team in this case. Pray for me. Um, so... What you see here, this is about event. Um, it reads live webinar fungibility and interoperability in the digital money ecosystem with Martin Hargreaves, Osmene Mandeng, Diego Ballon Osio, Jonas Gross, Gross, and Jana Pachai. Pachai, Pachai, Jana Pachai. Usually you don't have that much difficulty with names, but this is embarrassing. Apologies for this, um, but it's organized by the DEA, the Digital Pound Foundation, in cooperation with Ripple and the CBDC think tank. Um, it reads, in this joint webinar co-hosted by the Digital Euro Association and the Digital Pound Foundation, as part of a series of partnerships collaborations, we will explore the concepts of fungibility and interoperability, how they interrelate and why they are important considerations for the future of new forms of digital money in any jurisdiction. Uh, fungibility is not something that is often considered in depth in discussions of digital money, yet it is fundamental to how our system of money works today and to our ability to transact easily, seamlessly and transparently between existing public, i.e. cash and central bank reserves, and private, i.e. commercial bank money. It's so fundamental, in fact, that most people don't even consider or question how this system works at present. Our panelists will dive into the following questions amongst others. One, what is fungibility and how does it matter when we consider the relationship between public and private forms of money? 
i.e. CBDCs and stablecoins. Two, which fungibility considerations are there for a digital euro or a digital pound? Three, how can a jurisdiction's legal and regulatory framework support fungibility between CBDCs and stablecoins? Four, what's the difference between fungibility and interoperability? And five, how can interoperability support fungibility to create a healthy and diverse ecosystem for new forms of digital money? And during this webinar, you will have the opportunity to ask questions to the speakers. If you're there, please behave. And the participants are the people that I named earlier and the moderator is Jana Pachai, which I also named. Um, so there's somebody from the blockchain and multi-party system, Accenture, Quant, someone from Clifford Chance, someone from the Digital Euro Association and a Digital Pound Foundation member. Um, really cool, really curious. Um, this is not their first meeting, right? So this is not going to be uh, episode one, dog and pony, crypto 101 uh, meeting, mm -hmm. I, I hope. Um, so maybe we're... We can only hope. Yeah, maybe we're going to get some juice or something mm -hmm. like that. That would be great. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, fungibility, interoperability, the difference. I think it's... Uh, <clears throat> I think it's really interesting. And... Um, not sure if we can, can we attend register for the event i clicked it to register please visit the following url eventbrite.de let's see where that gets us 133 followers it's free um I'll, I'll we'll leave a link to this and to all the other things in the description while you're there, leave a thumbs up. Make sure to like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Um, and, and yeah, leave us some feedback on uh, what you think of uh, the new branding. If you have yeah. any other feedback. How is my audio today? Am I more balanced with Tim? I had some feedback of the Dutch episode that I was, um, that Tim was a lot louder than I was. Um, never heard <laughs> that before. So <laughs> was... Yeah, that was pretty funny. People told said in the chat that Jordan was, was talking and then suddenly I start talking and they're like, ah! Where, where does the sound come from, man? Yeah, usually I'm, I'm the present. one getting yeah, accused of that. It's Have usually fun. the other way around. And, and when I listen to the audio myself, usually Jordan is loud and then I myself am not very loud. Yeah. Weird. I tweaked some settings. I hope it's okay. Let me know. Yeah, and very we're still much. working on the audio i think uh jarno is in in uh doing some research into a new microphone uh, yeah so yeah. yeah looking for a body mic kind of thing um something that i can uh do my rave thing with without getting constricted by cables Okay, so what we see here is a tweet by Tokenizer, and he tweeted, I wonder what at Oracle is trying to get at here. Uh, it's from July 4th, and uh, he has a checkmark, and then REST APIs, checkmark multi-blockchain, checkmark API gateways. And what we see here is blockchain is transforming businesses. Easily create a blockchain network. Easily create a permissioned multi-party blockchain network for secure collaboration in minutes. 
quickly integrate with your back office applications and deploy a secure multi-party blockchain network in production without all the painstaking work to integrate all dependencies. And then this is obviously written by Oracle. And then they have a hyperlink, which we cannot click. And it reads, view the blockchain platform demo, three minutes and 17 seconds. Interesting. The next is enterprise adapters and rich REST API. That rich REST API I have read before on the QRC20 tokenized connect.quant network page, I think. Easily connect diverse on-premises or cloud back office systems and clients to drive blockchain transactions and consume blockchain events. Built-in API gateway supports REST APIs, even subscriptions with callbacks and custom user enrollments. And another hyperlink to explore the REST APIs. And the next one is an open interoperable multi-cloud blockchain. Choose the cloud, on-premises or hybrid deployment option that works for you. For diverse ecosystems, you can deploy in or out of Oracle Cloud and interoperate with other Hyperledger Fabric nodes. Use DAML or Solidity smart contracts in addition to native Fabric chain codes. Orchestrate integrations with other popular ledgers. And then it reads the hyperlink, read about multi-cloud blockchain. And the Wait fourth a second. Yeah. I haven't seen this before. Right, this is completely new. Sorry. I... Uh oh. Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening to what you're going to say. You say this is completely new. Tim, did you crash? Did I crash? Oh, oh. no. No, I'm still here. Okay, yeah, well. What's the problem? Apparently my internet is unstable. Okay, well, you're still here. I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, T Tim goes problem solving. I'll go robust managed service. Dynamic administration. Gain a competitive advantage using highly available, secure and scalable blockchain as a service with built-in identity management and governance, on-chain access control, enterprise-grade performance, dynamic scale-out, and analytics integration. Take advantage of an intuitive operations UI, a rich set of DevOps APIs, managed zero downtime patching and upgrades, and dynamic scale-out for growing workloads. Uh, with the hyperlinks, explore the platform and explore managed service advantages. Well, these are most of the usual suspects um, when you talk about Quantech. Uh, the REST APIs with the built-in API gateway, uh, to me at least, is a dead giveaway. Um, I think this is a fabulous find. We know, of course, that Oracle uh, is uh, in bed with Quant well, and um, they have been patting each other on the back for at least a year now. Uh, they're Oracle certified for their blockchain, and um, it's... Uh, Beautiful to see these things um, cross the tweeter. It is. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. It's a weird coincidence. Exactly at the moment I wanted to interrupt you, my internet uh, fell away. I know. But then I said, wait a second, and then I was... Yeah, I pushed the button. Oh, great. No. 
<laughs> what yeah. what did you wanted to say? You're like, okay, I've it's never your, seen uh, this before. Your hacker interrupts uh, Tim Button. No, I wanted to say, well, I've never seen that before. So when has that been uploaded? I kind of missed it. July 4th. And the thing is, with those tweets, sometimes stuff gets recycled. Yeah. And then people recycle things I've seen like a year ago or uh, like six, seven months ago, and they just recycle stuff. But sometimes it's also completely brand new. So on what kind of side of the spectrum are we here? Is this new or has this been mentioned already? I'm, I'm not sure. Where, where does it originate What part from? are you getting at? Because the Oracle yeah, partnership is, is, is known. Yeah, yeah. But has this been on the website forever or uh, is this it is new? I, I, I don't know. I have no clue. There's no link in here. Um, no, that's that's the question I am. Tokenizer, if you listen to this. Uh, yeah. Where uh, where is this from? Since when? Uh... Yeah. Post your sources. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I'm curious as well. Yeah, but, oh. but hmm? no, I was thinking we could do a Google, but that's going to be a shit show. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should just ask tokenizer, I guess. But 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 still, it's really nice. Um, it just shows that the evidence for for API gateways and, and the entire Gilbertism around Overledger. Yeah, interoperable multi-cloud blockchain. Yeah, you you see it everywhere. You see uh, it popping uh, up. And we know Hyperledger Fabric is with uh, with Overledger as well. D A M L from what I remember from Sun, is also a solution that does kind of what Quant does, but but on a, on, a, on a more limited scale, and I believe not too legacy. Um, not, not, not really well, well read up on, uh, on, on, on DAML. Uh, DAML, yeah. Uh, DAML, there, there's something with that. Um, I could actually look that up really quick. What, what is DAML, by the way? I mean, I've seen it. But if you ask me what it is, I have no clue. I, I couldn't uh, tell you, honestly. Yeah, uh, it's a digital asset. Money Some... lending. <laughs> no. Laundering. Pleasing. No. Uh, it's also an interoperability thing. Um. I haven't, I haven't got the slightest idea what it is. Yeah, I'm blanking on it as well. But yeah. I have seen it. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing, right? I mean, all this kind of stuff, yeah, I've seen it somewhere, probably in a message in the console, but no clue yeah, what that's, it is. That, that's a good idea. I, I can search there. Do you have something interesting to add, Tim, while I'm doing my best to... Uh... To find this, um, yeah, just thinking of when when Oracle tweeted, uh, at least posted what tokenizer tweeted. Got something. I just cannot remember that, so it might be new. Uh, so okay, this was the message. Okay. Whoa! So Simba now supports the fifth and most difficult form of interoperability, interchange. Is this because Simba is a white label of Overledger and? This explains why the Simba quad partnership went quiet all of a sudden some time ago, or has Simba developed this product capacity in-house? Hmm. Are we comfy? 
And Sun responded, demo also offers this. Better than quant, the interchange part. Quant can also do it, but the languages have to be the same, according to just the tech guy. So Solidity and ETH can move to near with Solidity, Solidity I think. Simba has always been about interchange as far as I know, but not MDAPs, etc. Can't find anything if they solved interoperability. In the end, does it matter? Corda, SimpaChain, Hyperledger, Quant are just tech multiplier, tech suppliers. The clients decide and they will always go for combinations of best techs, which Quant obviously is with demo. Um, so it's a little bit of a sloppy write-up, but um, demo does the interchange thing well, apparently but it doesn't have the interoperability um, coverage that Quan does. Um, Nikki also says Demo and Cactus are enterprise solutions. Demo seems professional, but if it's only interoperable within their own language, I don't even consider it competition. And I agree. That's kind of like the, the interoperability that many of the other layer ones have. Um, yeah. They can interoperate, but you need to code in the same language in the same style. Um, Quant obviously supports well over twelve programming languages, and uh, and more. So, not not a competitor in that by, by that means. But they they talked about the what was the context again? Yeah, use demo. So that's 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 their language or Solidity mm. smart contracts in addition to native Fabric chain codes. Um, so that was not talking about a solution, but a, a language. Demo was a language, apparently. So, yes, uh, we can talk to each other as long as we both speak Spanish. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> or am I lowballing it now? Not sure. Sounds mm -hmm. like the, uh, if you put it that way, like that way, it sounds like the XRP uh, solution. Oh, yeah, sure. The entire world is interoperable as long as you use XRP. <laughs> yeah. The best. The, the best. best. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's, 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 let's just dive into the, the next one. It's going to be a freight train uh, today, people. Um, so we are on the digital. You know what the funny thing is? No. Sorry, before diving into well, <laughs> at the start good. of this episode, we were like, I was like, ah, we shouldn't push content out of the blue. So if there's no sake for making content, because there's nothing uh, to talk about, and then just Jarno goes like, there's nothing. <laughs> he just he just pulls yeah. it out of his sleeve. Yeah. And here it is. It's it's a complete freight train. Lovely. Okay, timestamp. That's uh, there you go. That, Bank that, of England. That that's the quant that's the quant conundrum. Like I said in the in the trailer, watch the trailer on the YouTube or on the the podcast platforms. We are everywhere. Um, was a one and done. Some uh, pretty awkward moments. Pretty cool to watch, I think. Um, but we spoke about what a ginormous rabbit hole quant is, and that there's always something to talk about. Hence, we can create an episode <laughs> every week, and and fill. One to two hours. Um, it's insane if you think about it. We we can simply just because of our our verticals, we can literally talk, virtually talk about everything, and it will tie into the project. It's it's true for podcasts as well. Peak diversification is a hundred percent Q and T. Today, the Bank of England, 
This is the Digital Planet Foundation. Mind you, published its financial stability report. I haven't read this. Calling for greater regulation of the crypto asset sector. <laughs> you heard what they did there? Uh, and there's an article, and it is on Ledger Insights, where we are right now. And it reads, the Bank of England calls for crypto regulation to head of systemic risks. Um, posted on July 5th of the year 2022. Today, the Bank of England published its financial stability report, which calls for greater regulation of the crypto asset sector. And this is good. This was my addition to this. So far, the traditional financial system, good, very good. So far, the traditional financial system has very little exposure to crypto assets, meaning there has been little stability risk from the recent crypto crash. However, as commercial banks get more involved in the sector, the interconnectedness oh, love that word, will increase systemic risk. Quote, this underscores the need for enhanced regulatory and law enforcement frameworks to address developments in these markets and activities, end quote, said the Financial Policy Committee. FPC for short, Financial Policy Committee. So the FPC noted that the crypto crash was similar to past events in the traditional system. These include fire sales and leverage amplifying price falls. And yeah, this all started kind of with uh, the Luna Terra thing and uh, people, traders, maybe VCs are going big game hunting, as I uh, will call it meaning they are looking for uh, shorts, people that have uh, leverage uh, or other ways. Um, oh, for sure. There is uh, a lot of reason to uh, spread foot and, and, and buy back in lower. And it, This goes even further because if, if, if I have a couple of hundred billion dollars, and I know for a fact that 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 you are short a bunch of things and you have um, collateral up to a certain point. And I can then dump the market far enough that you get liquidated as long as the price keeps dropping, you need to put down more collateral. And that's the short squeezes that did what they did with the AMC and the Wall Street bets thing. So if, if, if you can push the price down low enough, you can actually make companies default. And that's what happened with, I believe, 3AC in a way. Um, they had a lot of UST and, and that didn't work out. And so Bitcoin, I'm probably butchering this. So correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. Um, but, but but as a result, there was a cascade of, of liquidations because people couldn't uh, put up enough collateral fast enough. And, and with shorts, you're, uh, depending on how you have your stop losses and stuff, but you still need to pay your, your bills and you pay your debt. And if you get liquidated and everything um, that, that, that you have as collateral uh, gets, gets, gets sucked away or destroyed, um, then you're going to have a pretty big problem. Um, Doom. <laughs> yeah so 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 that's what they're what they're talking to and that all started in a way with the with the terror of, let's call it a rug pool for crypto purposes um interesting stuff so it continues stablecoin regulation additionally it highlighted the need for regulation of stablecoins 
with work already in progress, both domestically and internationally. In April, the UK's Treasury published the results of a consultation. It suggests that the Bank of England should have oversight over systemic stablecoins, as it does for banks. The following month, the Treasury published another consultation paper to deal with a failed systemic stablecoin provider. It gives the Bank of England the ultimate say in an insolvency event. Smaller stablecoins will be governed by amended e-money legislation, similarly to Europe's MICA legislation. There's a bunch of hyperlinks in this text. If you want a deep dive, um, follow the link in the description and go there and, and you can rabbit hole from there on. Notably, in March, the Bank of England clarified that it does not want a systemic stablecoin backed by commercial bank deposits because that would introduce systemic risk to the financial system. Apart from run risks, it might mean that the commercial bank would have to hold more high quality asset, sorry, would, the bank would have to hold more high quality liquid assets, limiting its ability to grant credit. There's also an interest in designing a guarantee scheme for stablecoins similar to the sorry, similar to that available to bank account holders. However, the bank considers that will be tricky and take time. That's because there will be a small number of systemic stablecoins, making it harder to pull risks. And there's no desire to mix any stablecoin backstop with the banking system's compensation scheme. And what is interesting, and I'm going to open this link to the tag MICA thing, because there were numbers. And those numbers are astounding. And I'm going to tell you why. Let me see if, if, this, if this is the one. I think we addressed that previously, maybe in the last episode. But um, the new MICA has suggested that banks, if they want to put crypto on the balance sheet, they need to have uh, it backed 1,250%. So if you want one Bitcoin and, and one Bitcoin is 100,000, then they're going to be needing 1.25 million in... Um, in, in 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 liquid high quality assets to what to to back that up yeah i'm i'm trying to look for for the source because i have a poor reputation regarding numbers quick maths um but that is interesting and also they talked about the when can a stable coin be held by a bank and mm -hmm. that was only if the stable coin has not depegged more then 0.1%, no more than three times in a month, in a year. N numbers like that. Um, let me see. Micah, 50% backing. Basel rules for crypto assets stricter. Yeah. So um, th th this is the article I talked about. Basel's bank rules for crypto assets get stricter for stablecoins, lighter for crypto. Yesterday, the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision published a revised consultation on the capital requirements for crypto asset risk exposures. This is an inertion of the initial proposals issued last year. While some had hoped for more relaxed rules, with one major exception, they're stricter, as the head of the committee warned previously. All mainstream stablecoins are unlikely to pass the tests. 
so they will be treated as extremely high risk like other cryptocurrencies. Apart from allowing for hedging, as before, the Basel Committee clarifies crypto assets into traditional assets using DLT, stablecoins, and cryptocurrencies. The previous article elaborates on how Basel rules work in general. Um, the key changes are an overall limit on exposure to cryptocurrencies to 1% of tier capital. So um, there, there's a tier system they need to abide by, apparently, and they can have mm -hmm. only 1% of each wallet in crypto. Uh, the other point is a recognition of hedging of cryptocurrencies, stricter rules for stablecoins, and for traditional assets tokenized using DLT, there's an infrastructure risk of 2.5%. The one area of significant accommodation is hedging, where risk exposures to cryptocurrency are hedged. The amounts are netted, but there is a 100% capital charge. That's significantly better than previously, which effectively ignored hedging. For all other cryptocurrency exposures, the risk weighting is the highest given for any risk at 1,250% making it unattractive for banks to keep them on the balance sheet. And, and this, is, this is good. And I'm going to tell you why. Banks do lending, ban banks have collateral, and banks do, do all these things that, that, that make them money, that pay them interest. But they also do, do, do trading and stuff. But they need the collateral. And since cryptocurrencies can simply just drop 80% or 60 in case of Bitcoin the last time, or, or now, um, mm -hmm. meaning that if they have only one-to-one -one backing, that they lose 60% of their money. And if a bank defaults, that obviously brings <laughs> huge problems for everything that is behind it. And also for, for us, the customers, obviously, and for the economy. So what they're doing, they're just putting up this 1,250%. Um, and it literally disincentivizes them to, to, to get Bitcoin or other shit on their balance sheet. Simply. But this is interesting. And uh, I just was just trying to process what you just said. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also kind of provides an answer to the question why people ask a lot of times why it is that um, institutions don't really or companies don't really buy q and themselves well this is one of the reasons yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's just super high risk and even for traditional assets tokenized using dlt so uh, take an example a, a building uh, there's an infrastructure risk of two and a half percent so they're actually saying there's a chance that the dlt uh, will crash or will, will stop working and, and or, or that it will give issues in some way, shape, or form. At least that's how I interpret it. And if you disagree, please let me know. I'm always open to understanding and learning. Um, but 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 yeah. So they recognize that it's there. That they recognize that there should be um, regulation and and that it's different. Um, but but yeah, they're they're rating it at a at a very specific um, amount of percentages. Of, of, of risk. Um, at least they're taking it seriously. And um, th th does a bank have any business holding onto crypto? I, I don't know. Not, not yet, I think. Uh, but 
Yeah, let, let's move on to the article. So Basel proposed stablecoin requirements because this is where it gets even more interesting and, and more clear onto, into how the traditional world perceives crypto. So the proposed Basel rules impose tests to ensure stablecoins are redeemable and their price doesn't deviate too much from par. And from par meaning, in, in this case, PEG. Um, additionally, there are requirements for managing reserve assets. Based on the pricing tests alone, our assessment is that no current large stablecoin would pass the tests. In terms of reserve assets, the stablecoin provider would need to give weekly breakdowns of the backing assets. Although surprisingly, there only needs to be an external audit annually. To fully qualify as a lower risk stablecoin, the price cannot go below 99.9 cents on more than three days in 12 months. So, to qualify as a lower risk stablecoin, the price cannot go below 99.9 cents on more than three days in 12 months. That's mind-boggling. Even, even, even the euro went below 99.9% versus the dollar. Was that backwards? I'm joking a little bit, but these, these rules are, are really strict. So, a stablecoin outright fails to test if it drops below 99.8 cents more than 10 times during a year. We assume this is at any point during the day, but that's unclear. Yeah, that's also interesting because the market is 24 hours uh, in crypto and mm. the traditional markets are only open during... Uh, well, work days, working days, weekdays. Yeah, yeah, it's ancient. Anyway, we have a 24-hour... We have a 24-hour economy all over the world, and the dinosaurs are still only trading during office hours because otherwise they're going to get tired, I suppose. Um, so using data from Mesari, USDC, considered higher quality than Tether, would have filled both tests intraday every day during the past month. Tether managed to pass on six out of the 30 days. However, at close, USDC would have filled the test just four times compared to 16 times for Tether. But extrapolating to a year, that's enough for both to be classed as a pure cryptocurrency. Blockchain data sources are notoriously inconsistent. So on what data will the price assessment be made? And could the pricing be gamed by a competitor, posting some low price transactions? Recognizing that most permissionless blockchains, sorry, Recognizing that most permissionless stablecoins will fill these tests, the Basel committee asked for suggestions. It's also considering whether to waive these rules if the stablecoin is regulated. Tokenized traditional assets, apart from adding a 2.5% infrastructure risk surcharge, that's a new word, apart from adding a 2.5% infrastructure risk surcharge, to tokenize traditional assets, they're treated the same as conventional assets. However, the rules state they will be treated as a cryptocurrency if they, quote, first need to be redeemed or converted into traditional assets before they receive the same legal rights as direct ownership of traditional assets, end quote. They will be treated as a cryptocurrency if they first need to be redeemed or convert it into traditional assets before they receive the same legal rights as direct ownership of traditional assets. 
interesting. The cryptocurrency treatment also applies if they involve any additional counterparty risks. These traditional asset rules are likely to get tested soon, given the EU's DLT pilot regime. That's a hyperlink if somebody's interested. For securities comes into force early next year. Stablecoins redemption risk test, basics, basis risk test. Basis risk test is about keeping its peg. Based on our assessment, all stablecoins will fail this test. The report also states it doubts that stablecoins on permissions blockchains what pass what pass its test. So um the writer uh lost it, his uh, focus uh, in the last part. No, it's it's <laughs> it's it, it, it's really poorly written because it literally reads yeah. the report also oh the writer. Oh I'm sorry, I thought you pointed that at me. No, no the, the writer, yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's, it was it's, like ah fuck it. That's that's the other um it's uh it paints a pretty uh compelling picture how crypto is faring when mirrored with the traditional markets i mean it's it's pretty easy if 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 you own a currency say you own the euro let's call it euro we own the euro and the united states own their dollar then it's easy to say Meh, stable cars need to remain there blah 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 99.9 percent that's 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 pretty easy because no server ever has an uptime of 100%. It just doesn't happen. They can never claim that. They're, they legally can't. So re- requiring that is, um, I think, maybe a little bit um, nasty for lack of a better English word in my vocabulary right now. Um, I mean, you, you, you can always create a test anybody will always fail um but in this case i also found it interesting that blockchains are notoriously inconsistent um on on pricing and mm-hmm. and we we always like to say code is law and and we is the mosquito there we go again we is the, we is the royal we in this case and you got it no i didn't I, I should sound, have a buzzer or something whenever that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, a little up, a little up. Lost my train of thought. Fucking mosquitoes! No, it's me. I know. I should take. Oh, you were talking about code, code being law, and, and oh yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, I I do see the issue as well because they say, well, well, basically, if if uh, well, uh, a stable coin drops, what was it, like ninety nine point nine? Yeah. It can drop one percent. Uh, sorry, one cent, and no more than four times a year. Oh, that's an issue <laughs> because that that virtually eliminates all stable coins. Yeah, that's what they said. It eliminates all the stable coins. Nope, no one passed the test. Here, the, to fully qualify as a lower risk stable coin, the price cannot go below ninety nine point nine cents on more than three days in twelve months. A stable coin outright fails the test if it drops below 99.8 cents more than 10 times during a year. So, so that effectively means that no stable coin yeah. will ever pass that test. No, not not necessarily ever, I think. But it's um it's it, it, it's pretty interesting that that, that 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 they that they set these benchmarks, and I, I think it's Kind of fair. I think it uh, at least 
um, throws down the gauntlet um, to the, the 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 owners, for lack of a better word, uh, the issuers. That's the that's the better word, uh, the issuers of these stable coins, and 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 just be better. But the problem is obviously in crypto, um, it's it, it's it's very nascent, <laughs> so. There's not that much liquidity, and and like I said earlier, if, if you have a hundred billion dollars, you can practically topple um, any mismanaged portfolio in the world, and and make money off of it. Um, and and the same goes for the stablecoins. But you don't need a hundred billion; you, you you just need a couple of well-placed millions in a market low. Um, and and obviously there's a lot of trading going on. Um, in, in specific time zones, so that's in, uh, Europe and the United States, uh, maybe in China, but there's always lose. Uh, if I want to make a trade, I'm going to make a trade in two hours because mm. gas fees are low, because a lot of people are either or asleep or just waking up, and it, it's pretty easy to to depeg a token or a coin um, in that time frame. Um, I think um, simply due to the the, the low liquidity. Again, my opinion. I think I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but it feels to me like that is a truth at least. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this, uh, this, this, this is, this is eye-opening. And also, oh, that's what, I, what I was going at. The inconsistencies. Because we always say, yeah, code is law, and um, when it's on the blockchain, it's immutable, and it's all, God knows what. But since everything is so decentralized, in, in that way, um, I mean. Traditional markets, um, the the stocks that are on there, the equity, they are all managed centralized in a way. I mean, you can buy it on a certain exchange, but it still goes onto a centralized ledger. Um, here we have here we have many different blockchains with with with, with different different metrics. Tokens are spread all over, especially USDC since it's probably an MLT. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be on going to be on Solana, going to be on Polygon, going to be on uh, on the, on the smart chain, going to be on, on Ethereum. So so what will be the uh, the blockchain that we're going to peg check it on? Um, and and what time? When, when is market open? When is market closed? I think, I think there are so many variables that it will be very very difficult for all private companies to kind of meet those standards being set yeah yeah. so that will probably imply that the only form and it kind of makes sense right that that of 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 currency that will be accepted this way is going to be through cbdc's from well governments and it makes a lot of sense i think Mm. if you ask me why would you this is a proposal that is being generated by companies but you could also own something that is being generated by a state, which will not go bankrupt, which will exist. Yeah. It, it, it <laughs> Assuming back... it will exist, right? Yeah, and in so... the background, they'll, they'll, they'll use their uh, their CBDCs, they're also CBDCs regardless, because they don't need yeah. um, that many policy changes. They can just shake hands and, and, and do that. Uh, would be dumb if they wouldn't. Um, but, but for the more commercial side of things, um, Business to business, whatever they could potentially just just use stablecoins. I mean, companies want to because 
like we said in the previous episode, sending money is 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 very costly. It is cheaper and quicker to go to the bank, withdraw a hundred thousand euros, put it in a suitcase, and take a plane to the United States. It's cheaper and quicker than sending it over the wire, which is stupid. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. But stablecoins solve that. They have to be stable though. Um, so that's where the issue uh, issues begin. But the, the, there's so much upside. Um, and, and I think um, looping back to uh, the previous episode, to having your own token within your company um, to do those transfers with, and I'm talking QRC20, um, just creating your own limitless supply uh, stablecoin if you will, and, uh, and and just do your internal business with that. It saves so much time and money, um, which yeah. can then be used by actually putting your money to work. And that's actually what it's supposed to be doing. Um, so so stable coins are, are definitely, in my opinion, here to stay. And I think this is a little bit just slapping crypto in the face, giving it a wake-up call, especially with the 1,250% uh, backing, I think uh, the Bitcoin maxis are uh, are turning in their uh, well, basements. Um, <laughs> I mean, having one Bitcoin, um, yeah. you'd actually want Bitcoin price to go down. They'll so, be throwing their Mountain Dew across the room, I guess. Mountain Dew. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Enough on this. Um, interesting articles links in the description um is there anything else else um i think let me show it's it's not necessarily new it's what we talked about last week mm. however uh let me quickly grab this well yorno is gone at least mosquitoes he's uh yorno's still mosquito hunting here Bastards. Uh, okay, let me share. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and stop. And I, I'm looking here at the website, uh, and and I'm not sure if we showed this already. It could have been me sleeping, but have we? Nope. No, is this is, new? This is uh, this is fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What it, uh, what it reads is, uh, this is the website, quant.network slash product slash tokenize. It reads, overledger tokenize, create secure digital tokens without writing a single line of code. Ready to take your first step into the future? And in the last episode, obviously, we uh, maybe we've seen it. I'm not sure. But we showed you that in within 15 clicks and a little bit of typing. Yeah, well, I think last week it was so fresh that we didn't really cover the, the, the website. Now we just because dove it, in. Yeah. Yeah, we just went for a deep dive. This reads any application, any blockchain with its suite of smart contract templates designed by our experts and externally verified to the highest levels of security. Tokenize empowers you to create and deploy institutional grade tokens with ease and speed. We read this last week. Easy, oh, okay. fast, secure, and flexible. Uh, scroll down a bit. Digitization done right. Digital assets, whether they be currencies, fractionalized equities, or even NFTs, 
are one of the largest growth areas in finance because they are typically easier, more secure, and less costly to manage than their physical counterparts. These digital assets are represented on a blockchain by so-called tokens. Oh yeah, and if you if you click, there's a button below it, and it reads a "Get Started," and then when you click that, it sends you to the same page. Yeah. Anyway, this website that we're looking at right now it looks really cool and yeah sure, animated in terms of, hmm? yeah, yeah it's, it's really sweet it's hmm? like a vault door kind of thing yeah all these animations um and then it reads the challenge and you have a text about all the underlying challenge that needs to be tackled and it reads the problem with tokens is that there are smart contracts uh, the underlying methods of creating and managing the tokens are frequently the target of intelligent attackers. One single vulnerability in this contact isn't it a contract? That's a typo. Oopsie. Uh oh. Write that down. And a contract can res- <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll set up an email. Oh, Gil, if yeah. you're watching this, I know you're watching, bro. Uh, get yeah, it sorted. Get it sorted. Uh, can result or hire me as a writer. I'll do it for uh, fifty we'll pro- one a week. <laughs> we'll one, uh, one single, yeah, it's only fifty, man. Come on. Uh, one single vulnerability <laughs> in the contract can result in millions in losses for an unsuspecting token user. Issuer. Uh, creating a issuer. Sorry, guys, I'm yeah. toast. Uh, creating a truly secure contract, then auditing and verifying it properly before finally deploying it across blockchains, uh, requires deep understanding of smart contracts. This is costly and time-consuming. So, as we showed you last week, Quant came up with this solution. You just pay them, uh, what is it, 9, 10k for tier 1, 18k for tier 2. Over 9,000! Yes, and and, and they solve it for you. And then, well, that's what the next part reads. So digitalize any asset with ease. And then it just goes into what we showed you last week. Yeah. And then it reads get started. And it either gives you uh, the option to go for enterprise or developers. And then with enterprise, it reads, uh, please contact us. And with developers, it reads, please sign up for our developer portal. That's cool. Yeah. And if you already have developer account or... Uh... If you don't have one, you can go to developers.quant.network. And if you already have one, you can go to connect.quant.network and you can then uh, fiddle around with uh, with the tokens. You can see the um, the blockchains that are supported right now. And uh, like I said, fiddle around with it. Yeah. It's cool, right? Definitely. And then it reads, overlets your integrates. Integrates are core. Uh, it's our gateways core API, it enables you to create blockchain applications that will run on any chain faster, cheaper, and without the need for specialist development stuff. You can find out more. Have we discussed this? Overletter any? I feel like we haven't really looked into the new website that much, or did we? I am not sure, actually. I mean, the thing with all of this is it's not new. It's not necessarily um, a new thing. Uh, I mean, for us, but but the way they, they bring it, the way they present it, the way they visualize it, that is new. Yeah, That is really cool. And I mean, even it's a fresh. noob, it's fresh. And, and I think 
um, serious clients will understand, and even crypto uh, schnitzels uh, will uh, will will kind of like the idea. Well, it's not it's not technical, boring content. It is yeah. easy to understand. Yeah, bite size as much as you can get it. Yeah, it's it's kind of perfectly fit for like millennials and boomers, even for boomers. Like, I don't know how to use a computer. <laughs> but I do have a credit card. And it kind of works. So that that's brilliant. Oh, talking about credit cards, um, uh, there was this discussion. I think we kind of need to address it still. And um, mm. we also address it in the Dutch episode, and I think we should do it here too. Um, that has to do with the payment. So last week, in, in last week's episode, we showed you the different tiers and, uh, well, the, the price of an annual license, the rights to use QRC20 for a year. Yeah. And, uh, and the services then, that come with it. Yeah. yeah and, and then we didn't really go into the payment options i think i think that was a day later yeah. because we were still uncovering we were not sure if we would be doxing ourselves uh live on stream yeah. uh so we didn't do it but then the next day people actually dove further and they discovered that you can pay with credit card yeah. um and then you pay it to quant network directly yeah. however there were some questions because first um there was the question whether um uh, the option no I'm, I'm saying this wrong so first uh, the question was whether um the the payment that you make gets converted automatically into q and and well automatic there i mean by the treasury right that mm. it gets converted by the treasury into q and and the second question is why is there no option to pay in QNT directly? Why is there no option to connect your MetaMask? And I think there, we kind there of is, need to you, go into this. You have to connect your MetaMask. You cannot not connect your MetaMask. Um, okay. I, I, I also did that, that episode, um, because you cannot continue without it. And that might be because of token distribution or for the future to... Uh, to make payments could also be to verify identity. I'm not sure on that last bit. Um, but there is no option to pay in QT right now. And I think that that has to do with their aspiring customers. I think they, um, now you have to be KYC to have a developer account. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I have no clue. I mean, sure. it, it, it would make sense that it has to do only to do with their customers, right? There would be, if it was up to me, there would be multiple payment options. One of them being Q and T. Yeah, it's it's a beta. It's it's a beta still. Um, yeah, true. It's not fully developed. But um, I and and I also think that most clients would want to pay in fiat. Most people don't want to touch the filthy, nasty, smelly crypto tokens. No, because then you would go literally have to go in Uniswap. Yeah. I mean, if you were to do that, I mean, sure. If it's up to me, please add that option. It would be really cool. Mm. Um, on the other hand, it is really difficult because then you first need to go to an exchange. You would need to buy 
QNT tokens. Then you would need to withdraw the QNT tokens to the address on the Ethereum network to an address of quant. So you, you, you cannot make typos and you would have to KYC yourself in the exchange and you would have to KYC yourself with quant network. Then you yeah. would have to send the, the QNT tokens to, um, to you the need, website. You need to explain making, to the tax man. Yeah, you will need to explain that to the taxman. Then you will need to pay the fee of the Ethereum network, which could twice. Yeah, once so, to send it to your MetaMask, and then once to send it to Quant. And currently, Vitalik is kind of a nice guy, but uh, I remember people paying over seven, eight hundred dollars in in fees. Mm-hmm. So there are some very legitimate reasons. Uh, to not be wanting to pay this in QNT. On the other hand, me being the crypto snitchel that I am, I would love to have it. Yeah, but it's I just mean, not practical. It, it's 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 not there yet. But on the other hand, I mean, if you look at my DCA, um, it'd be very attractive <laughs> in the future to just pay for for this for for a year um, with, with QNT. Not gonna lie, but no, it's it's not there yet. Uh, I, I, any... I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay in QNT though. I mean, you're literally giving away your QNT for a service. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that personally. But that that's just me. I, I would just literally pay in in a fiat currency because then you know at least what you're throwing away. Whereas when you pay with crypto, uh, the, the the underlying value might completely increase. So you would become the ten thousand Bitcoin pizza guy. Yeah. Right. I would always pay in fiat. But I bought a Gilbert me. painting for twenty-one quant. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, sure, that that's nice. <laughs> I but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay such nah. a serious service with with your. It's not financial advice, but oh, either I way, I paid. I paid five. I can't remember. Either, either way, I, I would cares? pay in fiat. Personally. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's a better version. It's not there yet. It, it... Or a CBDC in the future, <laughs> taking it, away all my privacy. It will. <laughs> It, control it, me it will Sorry. come and um the other end in the back end is it being converted to qnt i i said yes i said i'm pretty sure because it, it is a service it is a license it's recurring i think it falls under the umbrella of uh token utility i think it falls under the umbrella of licensing costs, licensing fees, locked in the treasury, because it is all on the OVL-OVN. But I spoke with Boss from the developer, and he's like, eh, I, I'm not so sure. And 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 he said, maybe you don't want to shut the door on that too quickly. Um, I'm, it's, it's in, 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 in Dutch, it's called occupational deformation or something like that. Um, we get a lot of FUD all the time on token utility and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe I, I went a little bit short on shutting the door on these questions. I think these questions are still valid in a way. I'm just getting sick and tired of needing to explain that um, it is not common practice to repeat everything that is unchanged every year. Um but in this case, it might, it could very well be the case that this is a separate service 
of which the costs go directly, sorry, the proceeds go directly into the treasury. Possibly. Um, we didn't get confirmation on this bit. I still feel in my gut that Gilbert will do the right thing. Um, but it is, um, <laughs> it, 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 it is, it is solely based on my perception of what is a license, what is utility and, and how everything works. Um, I'm considering of sending the team an email. We Try. might, uh, why not send the team an email live on the show? That would be a, uh, because my spelling is terrible enough. Um, I mean, we have an email address. The comfy show at gmail.com. <laughs> that would be that would be shenanigans. Uh, let me pull that up. D- d- do some talking. <laughs> this, but actually, we, this is the kind of banter I, w- I would love on the show. Uh, um, but is it support? Well, at least they uh, have a typo, so <laughs> they need to respond because first they have a typo on their website. <laughs> Oh, and second, yeah. we have a request. Where, where was that again? I've got, let me, let me see. Uh, quant. We, we have a legitimate case. <laughs> this, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, we found a typo. And while you're at it. <laughs> now, well, um, now, now we have your attention. Uh, where, where, where was that? Was that how products. Uh, wait, wait a second. I, uh, it's. Uh... Oh, dear. Where is this? <sighs> Welcome to the Quanfi Show, ladies and gentlemen, where we yeah, drag where everything we out. We make mistakes all the time. We screw everything up. We get fucking demonetized all the time. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. Let's see. Uh, compliance issue. Oh, yeah. I found it. Give me the, give me the, give me the link. I'll, uh, or, or I'll show you. It's literally here. So uh, we have to overload the uh, tokenize. Website, I'll put it in the chat for you if you like. On uh, okay, I'll put it in the chat briefly. Overlets tokenize, and then you have this part here, it reads the challenge. And in that bit of text, you find this it reads contact one single vulnerability in the contact can result in millions in losses for an unsuspecting token user. That should be contract, not contact. I'll uh, share the link with you. You know, you can put it. I, I have it. 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 Let's see. Um, are you wanting to uh, share the uh, the email or? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it in a bit. I, I don't want to dox our inbox. Um, that's fine. Hold on. Let me think. Um, where do we go with questions? Contacts. Welcome uh, to you, the. You want me to do it on the on the on the website? How can we help? Country, me. Let's see. Sorry, guys, figuring this out. Tim, do some talking. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Well, well, welcome I, to I, the. Do, do huh? we want to use their form? No, I'm a journalist. Yeah, you want to, right? I mean, you want to contact them because you found an issue on their website. Yes. Um, I like it more using our email, but eh. It's it's good fun. I mean, it's we're genuinely helping the team out. So, and we subscribe to their newsletter. 
which said, by the way, also sent uh, in the email. We might actually show people the, the, the newsletters that now we're at it. Uh, that um, Quant is sending out. One thing at a time, though. Mm-hmm. Two, two, two. Uh, I mean, I want to add. A, oh. I, I want to add a screenshot because usually I send it from my own email address when I have feedback on the on the thing on the on the website. Yeah. Um, support at Quantum Network that will work, right? Yeah. But why send it? We, we can send it from the the publisher account, or are you yeah. against it? No, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, typo on the website and a quick question. Uh, well, Jarno is typing and then thinking. I'm, I'm just taking over the talk. Actually, thanks for the, the last episode, guys. Um, we had like, well, last time I checked, we had like 750 views on YouTube and a couple hundred downloads on, on uh, all the audio platforms. Amazing support. Really, it's it's uh, great to see uh, see the number go up. I'm a little ape when it comes to that. I see uh, number go up. It's really good. Feeds the dopamine in my brain. No, no. We, we, all jokes aside, it's really great to see more people engaging with our content, and um, that 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 really gives some satisfaction because we are putting in a lot of work. <laughs> We've been doing it consistently, and it's. Really great to see that being rewarded more and more. In the meantime, you see Jordan thinking. And... Oh, lovely. He is putting in the work. <laughs> Dear team, while we were browsing the website, while creating content for... Our love Grammarly. If you don't have Grammarly, use it. While creating content for our channels, the Quamfy Show. Mm-hmm. We noticed a typo. On. Oh no! Oh no! On the oh, no. page that is highlighted. Also, in our previous episode, a question. Got asked pertaining to the token economics. Imagine reading this email and like, oh, sh- oh damn! <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of need to respond to this because those guys are giving me input, and at the same time, it's just a really cheeky uh, <laughs> attempt. In a previous episode, a question got asked pertaining to the token economics of the new QRC20 tokenized feature. Are the fees paid 
in QNT. Customers. Uh, what's the word? Customers, QNT. Uh, what what is being happened? Jesus, what happens? Ooh. It's being switched. It's being converted. Converted, That's the word. converted into QNT. Into dollar QNT and locked for the duration of the license as with OVL OVN RCG licenses mirror question mark let's see so in our previous episode a question got asked pertaining to the token economics of the new tokenized feature Are the fees paid by customers converted into QNT? One. Two. Will it open question? When would be possible to pay for the license fee in QNT directly? We did it. I love how we're actually. Uh... We would. I would very much appreciate. No, la, la, la. this is always difficult for me. How how do you end a, a mail like this, Tim? Can you help me out? How do you uh, best, uh, guys from the Plumpy Show? Love the new... The best team in Yarno, I would say. Love the new website. Just say best team in Yarno. Just keep it informal. I'm like, who the hell are Tim and Yarno? And then they look up and they will get beamed into the... They might actually just listen to this while they're coding the new Overflutch or stuff. <laughs> like, what the it, fuck it, are they doing? Did you check uh, the inbox? Uh, <laughs> we got an email from the coffee I, show. I, 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 mean, I mean, technically, we could be making a podcast for them on, on, on the in the office. I mean, when, I, when I'm working, it's really... It's kind of calming hearing us talk while you're just doing your work. Chores, emails. They're just... Code, hopefully they're coding gateways at the moment and they're just listening to us. That, that would be great shenanigans. Kindly. Yarno. Can I spell my name still? Nope. Yarno Please and don't, Tim. Don't screw up. At the Plumpy Show. Yeah. Ooh, and we also create a cliffhanger during this because next week we might have an answer. Ooh. We probably don't, but <laughs> we, we do create cliffhanger. We're, we're adding all the spice here. Uh, we did it with uh, a dying nobody. Now we're doing it with sending the team an email. Okay. Um, oh, so let, let me see if I can, if I can, if I can blow this up. Support at quant.network. Uh, what, is, what is all docs? Is there anything docs here? No. So share a screen. Is there absolutely nothing doxed? Support the, 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 the... We noticed the typo on the page. I just highlighted. 
Um, contacts should likely be contracts. Okay, so here we go. Um, this is what I came up with. Dear team, firstly, we love the new website. We love the new website. While we were browsing the website, while creating content, two times while, that's pretty annoying. Yeah. For for a channel. Getting, for a channel, what would you? We noticed the typo on the page that is highlighted. Contents should likely be contracts. In our what? previous episode, a question got asked pertaining the token economics of the new QRC20 tokenized feature. Are the fees One, paid by customers? Fees pay go ahead. No. Okay. okay. Oh, uh, are the fees paid by customers converted into Q&T and locked for the duration of the license as will as with uh, OVL uh, OVN RCG licenses? And two, when will it be possible for the fee for the to pay for the licenses a license fee in QNT directly? Sorry, it's really small on my screen. Thank you, kindly. You're on a team, the Comfy Show. Send it. Done. Did you see Dogs. what I did there? Send it. Yep. Let's fucking go. Ah. Okay. So that's well, done. That's done, and 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 with that bombshell, yeah. I would actually like to uh, round it up. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's been a fun episode. It was. I, I, it was kind of an emergency episode. I, I have a barbecue tomorrow. Uh, I didn't. I I for completely forgot. It's it it's not logical to do such a thing on a on a Thursday. Uh, like a barbecue and drinks and stuff, uh, and and then for some reason I thought it was on Friday, but it turned out to be on Thursday, and I knew, but I kind of forgot about it. And, and then this morning, I was like, oh, yeah. That's what that's, agendas that's really are for. Yeah, 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 yeah. It will probably I, I, happen to me at some time as well, man. Don't worry about yeah. it. Okay. So, so, we still did it. Um, that's really good. Yeah. Everybody, thank you very much for watching. Thank yes. you much, very much for listening. Please, do us a solid engage with our content we really appreciate that and it helps us out so 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 much um hit us up on the telegram if you're on the podcast right now don't do it while driving um and for now any suggestions other things you have pertaining to whatever you want uh let us know and um we'll try and do our best to uh treat it with attention yeah yeah, thanks for all the engagement, uh, guys. Yeah, I'll be uh, have some new stuff for uh, updates coming that will uh, launch very soon, and just have some issues getting it uh, into uh, Instagram. Uh, I mean, it's not very difficult, but it, it's always a bit painstaking. Sometimes it's... a post might take up to two hours of just me messing up with screenshots and stuff. Instagram is it's... shit. It's a really annoying platform, yeah. um, but it's also very interesting. By the way, if we win, I, I'm Sorry, this is. Are we winning? Oh yeah, we we oh, you can still vote. I mean, you 
you could still vote. What are you talking uh, about? Because at this point, it's, it's already expired. It's, no, it's there, there is this. Yeah. There, yeah, well, yeah. And you're listening to this on Friday, so then we finally know. Oh, no, I, the, got, the, I got, I got huh? an autoresponder. Request received. Your request has been received. It's being reviewed by our support staff. Here's what you reported. To add additional comments, reply to this email. So nice. At, at, at least reply. support at Quanta Network worked. Yeah. No. Uh, to get this. Oh, I can show you probably. Can I? Can I show this? No, we're actually we're not we're not done. I'm sorry, guys. We're <laughs> welcome again to the coffee show, where nothing yeah, goes as planned. No, no. Uh, let, let me. That's let, part let, of our let, charm. Let, let me get this straight. Uh, yeah. I am sorry, guys. Uh, oh. It's okay. Better be good, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it better be good. No, I mean, <laughs> we're in the uh, dark uh, last sections of the show where uh, <laughs> the magic uh, usually. Uh... Okay. Uh, if you're still here, you're, you're just here for the shenanigans, I guess. So. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, dear. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me. Um, no yeah yeah, you can you can okay here we go here we go oh i need to share my screen what is it i was laughing i'm dying dude okay oh oh no can you see this yeah oh god it's polygon versus quant yes and this is on oranges yeah this is on a page called coin spread uh, so I'm now going to officially vote for... Oh, I already voted for Quant because I cannot vote in the browser. Liar. I, ca- I cannot vote... I cannot vote here. I'm, I'm bashing the button. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll do it this way. Quant. Okay. Quant, uh, cunt. Anyways, this is a token tournament. Uh, hosted by CoinSpread, which is just an upcoming uh, crypto wow. page on Instagram. And they are doing this best crypto project tournament. <laughs> they did it last year. We finished uh, second. Uh, we lost to Omi, I think. <laughs> That's an NFT platform. Uh, people does, were more bullish on Omi than Quant. And they won the tournament. Does it still exist? We, let's let's look up Omi in a bit. Uh, anyways, they're they're doing this uh, crypto tournament, and now we our first round is against uh, Polygon. And then it's uh, I think Alcodons versus Cardano, Ave against uh, Xinfin XTC, Helium against uh, VXV, Solana against XRP. Then two coins I don't know. Oh, one is uh, what is it? The v- Omi is that moves now? No, I I think it's still anyway, it's in some other cryptos. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Check I out. just clicked OMI in CoinGecko. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to CoinGecko for a bit. I'm on, this I am is on the page for Yeah, but I'm sharing my screen with. Uh yeah, that's right, but I can't find Omi. Omi. Is it Ecomi? Uh probably. That one I found. No, I don't think it's Omi NFTs, right? Omi NFT. So. Yeah, Ecomi. Okay. Yeah, Fefe. Yeah, that's Ecomi. Let's see how Ecomi is done. 
Oh, wait. Let's go back. One year. Oh, dear. That's a... Actually, this is... Oh, it's 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 worse. <laughs> it's it's actually been, yeah, this is worse than quant. It has eight hundred and sixteen k volume. Yeah, it's 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 done worse than uh, quant. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's minus ninety, minus ninety percent, eighty nine. What's quant do? What's what's Quant going to do? Minus ninety percent. Minus eighty-five point five right now. Okay, so so, so uh, on Instagram we lost to that coin, but yeah, let's see if we can uh, push the uh, Quant army to win uh, the tournament this time. Let's see. I was really salty back then when we lost to Omen. I was like, but how the hell people, do we lose? The, the contest is done when when the people watch this video. Yeah, I mean that's that's round one. I think we will easily get round one. Will we make it to uh, okay. the finals well, and become the winner? If you're well, on like the you gram, know. do your voting. Yeah. Do your job. Yeah. Show your uh, your, your uh, surface for the community. Exactly. And while you do that, press the like button. Subscribe if haven't done if you haven't done so. Uh, push the notification bell. Also in on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Who pulls off a tank top better? Greg or I, that was a question in the Quanfilance today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's right. make it better. Let us know in the comments. Catch you on the, the next one. Greg. I'm fun and Greg. Stay Quanfi. Stay Quanfi.